Good morning, and welcome to Ask the Pro, a paid commercial program. The opinions expressed are those of the participating clients and not necessarily those of the management and staff of WLVL. Ask the Pro is an informational-based program designed to advertise the product and or service of the client and to introduce them to the WLVL listening audience. Your questions and comments are welcome throughout the show. Just call 716-433-1433. And good morning. Today is Friday, March 10th, 2023. Ask the Pro here on WLVL. 1340. And this morning, my guest is Dr. Ken Curbs from Curbs Chiropractic and Wellness. Good morning, Dr. Ken. Good morning, Eric. It's great to be here again. Yeah, well, it's good to, good to see you. It's been a couple of weeks yep. and uh, got some nice, exciting news going on here with uh, your daughter. We were talking off the air. You were telling me about your daughter's going to be in yeah, the in 40, the 40, 45 minutes, she's in the NCAA um, National Women's. Um, finals. Um, she goes on at ten or at eleven o'clock today, which is right at the end of the show. So it's stressing me out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but currently, Michaela, she's a junior. She's a junior at St. John Fisher, and uh, four St. John Fisher students qualified for nationals. They're currently right now in Birmingham, Alabama, um, ready to compete. Um, and she is currently ranked ninth in the nation in women's long jump. So ninth in the whole wide yeah, nation. nation. Yeah. So it's um, kind of cool. Man. It's kind of cool. So um, we're excited. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited so. and nervous. You know, nervous because uh, it's a big day for her. So she could very well be rated number one by the end of this. She time. has the capability of that. I mean, she is she is jumping at that. You know, again, obviously, she's ranked based on her this season's performance. Yeah. Um, but she has certainly, she is right at the top, you know, of, she has the, if she has a really good day today, um, she, she could, she could do something, you know, she really could Wouldn't uh, that do be some fun. damage. You know, it's interesting because only, only uh, 20, I think it's 22 women. I think only 22 qualify in the nation to go to this. Okay. Really? So, um, and she's yeah. in the top 10. And she's, she's number nine right now. So, man, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's exciting. It's, it is exciting. And, and, and it's, it's kind of relative to what you do because you raised five very healthy children. Very, extremely healthy. Um, like people always say, you're so lucky, and it's like it has nothing to do with luck. It was very intentional. It was very planned that way. And if people understood how health should be, you know, it w- it wouldn't be so hard. We could raise all our children that way. Um, but it's a choice we make, and it's the information that we're given. Um, but it's interesting because all of my children were all athletic. All of my children were three sport athletes all through high school. They all did very well. Um, let's see, three of them, four of four out of the five. Um, competed collegiately you know through their collegiate career and um and all did well this is my first child and the only one who's my youngest who has made it to this level to go to national to national competition so well that's that's really impressive and and, uh i remember from previous uh, conversations She's never really been sick either, has she? No, no, she no, no. None of my, none of my kids have ever. I tell you, my my oldest daughter Olivia, who is um, she's the one that currently lives in Thailand. She her first medical intervention ever was when she was twenty two years old. 
um, as a result of she was a top pole vaulter for Fredonia and um, she came down wrong and tore her ACL in her knee Ooh. and that was the first medical intervention that she ever had in her life um, my son who is 30 years old now has never not only never had a medical intervention but he's never even had as much as a drop of Tylenol in his body he's never had a drug in his life and you know so you know and all of the rest of them um, I don't Hannah has never had any medical interventions. She's 26 years old. Um, my daughter Sarah had some issues when she was in high school that we needed some help with. Um, and then um, Michaela hasn't. So, you know, Olivia had one intervention. Sarah had a, a, a little bit, went through a little bit of an issue. Her, um, I believe it was her junior year in high school. And um, other than that, no, we're good. Well, <laughs> we're good. Pediatricians would have never made money off of my family by any means. Right. You know? And you started them as infants. Day one. Right. Yeah, day with one. Chiropractic right. care. Day one, yes. Yeah, so. so how do you do that with an infant? Well, you know, I mean, there's obviously very specific techniques and very specific training in dealing mm-hmm. with that. My daughter, Hannah, and just to divert a little bit, so... You know, in two weeks from in two weeks from today, I will not be here um, for our second show of the month because that is the day my daughter Hannah graduates with her doctorate in chiropractic. Oh, how so wonderful. my wife and I and my son will be in Atlanta, Georgia, for her graduation um, coming up. It's actually two weeks from today on the twenty fourth. She actually walks across the stage, um, and so. Hannah, you know, has gotten a lot of advanced training in specifically in pediatrics and dealing with children. She's currently doing her internship in a pediatric-based practice in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, of which on Wednesday I'm flying down to Florida to help her move back up to Atlanta before her graduation. So next two weeks are a little crazy for You're me. You're be a busy guy. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot going it on. It is. But um, I suppose we'll, we'll call that an excused absence. It's Yes, it's excused <laughs> absence. And, I'm, you know, it's a, it's, there's good and bad. It's like I'm so excited that she's finishing, that she's had an amazing internship down in Fort Lauderdale, um, flying to Fort Lauderdale, and then her and I are taking the 10-hour drive from Fort Lauderdale up to Atlanta. Um, packing up the rest of her stuff there and then I'll fly home for three days and then literally fly back with my wife and my son for the graduation um, after that. So it's it's a lot going on. But um, yeah, the only part I'm not looking forward to is the 10-hour drive from Fort Lauderdale to Atlanta. Other yeah. than that, I'm good. Yeah, driving through Florida is yeah. a long drive. It's a I, long I'm just not. I'm just state. not one that is patient in the driving, in the driving mode. You know, I like to go in. And my daughter and I have very different perspectives uh, um, very different time frames as far as driving. I may get up early in the morning and let's do it. And she's like, I don't care if I have to drive all night. You know, I don't want to get up too early and go. It's like, no, I'm, since I'm going to be controlling them, <laughs> since I will be controlling it, um, believe me, we will be leaving early. <laughs> Dad is still in I charge. I said, you can go sleep in the car if you want. I'll do the driving, um, but we're going early. Oh, that's too much fun. Folks, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Dr. Ken Kurz from Kurz Family Wellness and Chiropractic, located at uh, 741 Davison Road here in the town of Lockport. And you can feel free to call with your questions um, or comments and join the conversation here at 433-1433. That's 433-1433. Dr. Ken would uh, be more than happy to uh, consult with you and talk about what's going on in your life. And if you would like to have a consultation with him on a private basis, give his office a call at 434 
seven one. Yes, and I, and I'll say to, just to add to that, when when people are um, calling my office, if we're not like right now, I'm not there. Okay, um, neither is Brianne, my receptionist. However, I do have a live answering service. Um, so please, if ever you want to get a message to me, please call and leave a message. Leave your information. I will always get back to you. Um, so, but that's a that's a thing that during the pandemic I was. Um, it was very tough to keep in communications with people because I was doing everything myself. Right. You were. Um, for almost a year and a half, I ran that office by myself and it was very difficult. So I found a wonderful, um, answering service that, um, really takes care of things for me when I'm not there after hours. You know, they're available 24 hours a day, you know, so anytime, um, and the messages get to me quite quickly. So, um, yeah, so that's a, it's an open line of communication. So if you if you do call the office, if you do not get to speak to Brianne or myself at that point, please leave a message with your name and number and you know some of the information as far as what you want, you know what it's about, and then we'll be happy to get back to you. That sounds perfectly reasonable to me. Yeah, it works really well. Yeah, it does. It it's, works. Really it's efficiency well. yeah. at its finest. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not one who uh, ignores things like that. Um, you know. I, I get to it right away. Unless, of course, you're trying to sell me something. If you're trying to sell me something, then that's another story. So, <laughs> but if it's a legitimate, if it's a legitimate situation, absolutely, I'd be more than happy to talk to you. <laughs> you know, you know, you can make money too if you buy these vitamins, right? We, we, you're, you know, we're in the. I'm in this situation in this profession that everybody's out to. You know, they just want to. They want to sell you their thing, their newest and latest and greatest thing. And it just, it gets frustrating after a while. It's like, hey, I'm more than willing to take a look and judge for myself, but please don't bother me. If I, if I choose to pursue it, then I will reach out to you, right. you know, and pursue things. Yeah. It just reminds me of Lucille Ball and her Vita Vita Vitamin. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> right, right. Vita 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 Vitamin. <laughs> well, you're really dating yourself. <laughs> oh, oh, that hurt. That hurt, yes. Uh, it's true, though. It yeah. is dating But myself. I remember it vividly. <laughs> yeah, I remember it vividly. The, not, not the reruns, either. <laughs> uh, oh, now you're killing me. Oh, man. Oh. So what do you think we, of the uh, general state of health and what's going on here in the United States these days? We got through I, the, the, the plague. The plague. Um, um, and, and now we're seeing the information coming down about the plague um, was very inflated, um, very inflated. Um, there were a lot of a lot of things told to us that just were not true. And as that information starts unfolding, I'm. I'm glad to see that it's finally being exposed for what it is. Um, yeah, I don't want to discount there was an issue. It, it created a lot of problems. It did. Um, sure but did. it could have been handled in a very different, non-chaotic, non-panic way that would have been much more logical. Um, the suppression of information, the withholding of treatment and things mm-hmm. like that was um, way beyond what I could ever imagine could happen, and it did. Yeah, and I'm really curious as well, too. There was a Democratic um, congresswoman on getting uh, interviewed on the radio yesterday, and she said, well, we'll be a lot more prepared for when the next one comes along. Yeah, <laughs> I then, love that. And I Bill Gates that. said the same thing. Yeah. He said, well, when the next one comes along, it's not a matter of, Oh, if, you know, if this ever would ever happen again See, to humanity. Listen, I say this was a training. This was the training. Okay, they're gonna they're gonna play this game. They've been playing it for years. Okay, I've talked. I mean, I've been on this air for how over thirty years now. Okay, and I've said how many year after year after year they kept pulling these pandemics and pulling these pandemics, and they would never play out because the the symptomatology of the diseases that they were trying to quote pull the pandemic on were so specific that you couldn't, you know, you really couldn't fake it. All right, with this one, 
it was COVID-19, which is a coronavirus, which a vast majority of respiratory viruses are caused by coronaviruses. Um, They call it novel because, yes, they genetically manipulated it to make it more potent. Um, So it's like, come on, give me a break. You know, they're going to play this game. There's still gain of function going on. There's still all kinds of stuff going on. And um, they ran this thing so they know exactly how they can control the situation. They have set up this fear-based mentality in our world now so that at any moment they can pull the trigger again when they choose to. And that's the really sad part. And until people start waking up and saying, you know, stop, just stop the nonsense. You know, we're not going to take this anymore. It's ridiculous. You know, because when you – this is not about health. You know, this is about profit. This is is about control and profit. It's not about health. You know, the thing is, if it was about health, there were so many things from the very beginning of this that were incredibly effective, 100 percent effective. And they stepped on it and they squashed it, you know, and they just and they just destroyed anybody who had anything to say about it. Um, So, yeah, I don't I don't buy that at all. But well, yeah, it was what, ivermectin or something like that? That was uh, Well, the ivermectin and the hydroxychloroquine were the two medications that were proven to be dramatically effective, yes. you know. And inexpensive. Um, and cheap, dirt cheap. Yeah. I mean, you know, like we're talking dollars, you know. Right. We're talking dollars, like dirt cheap. Um, and yet you saw what happened in the beginning of that. And now we're rolling out these super expensive drugs that have all kinds of side effects and ha- are not tested over time, but they very profitable um, if you, quote, get COVID. Again, you know, we're not seeing, you know, you know, you hear the average, when you hear the marketing that's still out there, it amazes me that they're still doing this. Supposedly, from what I've heard, May 15th is the official end date of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, that is when all the federal aid and all the uh, emergency use stuff is all supposed to stop. So they're all scrambling right now to see how much more they can get done, you know, before that takes place. Um, and yet, so the thing is, if it's if how can they how can we make an arbitrary date of May fifteenth? You know, this is the whole thing. <laughs> you know, they had a they had a meeting with the with yeah. Coro, Corona. Yeah, so it's like okay, we're going to stop spreading at that point. It's never going to stop spreading. We've always had coronaviruses. We will always, always have, have coronaviruses. Yes. It's like wake up, people. You know, this is what our immune system. This is how we have developed and have evolved over the millennium. Right, is that we were exposed to things. Some people died. Some people survived. Okay, it is called survival of the fittest. It is a basic principle, you know, that if you are sick and unhealthy, you have a far greater risk of dying or having long-term detrimental effects from a disease. If you are strong and healthy and take care of yourself and eat properly, you know, and and deal with both your physical, emotional, and you know, mental health and so forth, you know, you will survive things so much better. It's okay. Right. Physical, mental, but, spiritual, and emotional. Yeah. Nobody, Take nobody is, nobody is going to, you know, I mean, there are things out there that will kill people. There's no doubt about it. Um, and, and we saw that happen with here. When you saw the stats that have come out on this thing now where the average age of death was 82, that 75% had four or more comorbidities, that it virtually, I mean, if a child or anybody under the age of like 40 died from it, they usually had significant other health problems right. going on. And so when we saw all these stats coming out now, we're going like, wait a minute here. You know, you were led to believe that, you know, if you walked by, you know, Aunt Mary 
and she looked great, you better stay away from her because she could be carrying the deadly disease and you wouldn't know it. Yeah, or you, know? you could kill her. Right, or you could kill her because you're carrying the deadly But you don't know you it. You don't know it. You that's know, right. You're totally asymptomatic, but you don't know that. And, you know, and that's the, that's the thing that is the most mind-boggling thing I've ever seen within the, the healthcare the, system. The beauty of the scam. You know, I've always said that once they sold the, the public on asymptomatic transmission, they had it made. Yep. You know, they had it made because now, now we don't even, you know, it's not, you know, before you'd say, hey, I'm not feeling good, I'm going to stay away. Or, you know what, you need, you know, you don't look good, I think I'm going to stay away from you. That used to be the premise beforehand. Now it's like, I don't know. And... You know, you could be, you couldn't be. You don't know and I don't know. So the whole guesswork on that is, uh, it's a little bit of insanity. It sure is. It's a little bit of insanity. I just got a text from a listener. It says, uh, amen to Dr. Curbs. He is right on. <laughs> so, yeah, the listeners are listening. Yeah. And it's, and I, I just, I, you know, so, so this entire thing, it's like, use common sense. You know, obviously, I come from a different perspective. I've been in the healthcare field for 40 years. I understand those things. You know, the average person doesn't. But the thing is, is that when someone like me or somebody else who was trying to explain things from a logical point of view, they've all been suppressed. They can't do that. You know, you're not allowed to do that. You have to follow this you know, role. And I mean, I'll be, I'll be hoping that someday some of these medical doctors who literally had their lives squashed and their career squashed because of that. I hope someday they get some retribution and come back and get some justice for what they totally believed in in the beginning. And they were right. You know, they were right. Um, yet, again, they had to go through an awful lot to get to that. You know, so it's unfortunate. It is. There's a lot of uh, uh, unintended consequences or maybe perhaps intended consequences. Yeah. Hard to say. Who's thinking what? But folks, if you'd like to join the conversation, feel free to give us a call, 433-1433. Looking out the window here, it's getting a little little blustery out there, Dr. Kurtz. <laughs> yeah, it is starting to do that. Yeah, so it's a good day to stay and listen to your radio and uh, That's okay. and hang out with Dr. Ken Kerbs and myself and, and learn stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna go just I'm gonna just read a couple uh summaries of some of these articles that I have that I've wanted to get across. And again, most of them are related to the whole misinformation issue that we've had but um okay. this first one is called the cost of ignorant expert policy making decision during covid um the cochrane library recently updated its 2020 systematic review of physical interventions to reduce respiratory illnesses the update included an additional 11 randomized control trials bringing the total number of um rcts included to 78 that those are randomized control studies um as in its 2020 review, they found no evidence to support the use of surgical face masks or N95 respirators to prevent influenza or COVID-19 infection. The relative risk reduction of use using surgical masks in the general population within hospitals and communities at large to reduce symptoms of flu-like COVID-like illnesses, not lab confirmed, was a statistically sig- insignificant 0.95. The same goes for reducing laboratory-confirmed influenza and COVID. Here, the relative risk reduction was 1.01. That's 1 and 1 one-hundredth of a percent, okay? 
um, with a confidence interval of 0.72 to 1. or 1.42. In other words, it's a wash. On average, it raises your risk of lab-confirmed infections by 1% range-wise. It may lower your risk by 28% or raise it by as much as 42%. The review also found, no, and I quote, no clear difference between the use of medical surgical masks compared with the N95 P2 respirators. So even with, you know, everybody was going, oh, it's got to be an N95. There was no difference between the N95s and the regular surgical masks. Okay. Now, again, this data is coming out here. This was, um, this was actually February 13th of this year. Okay. So last month. Then we go to, uh, let's see. Well, how about bandanas? Yeah. You know, I love <laughs> yeah. the. Yeah. At one point, it was any, any face covering. Right. You know, you could wear a, um, you know, a cheesecloth yeah. over your face, and that was okay. Yeah. It was it, see again. The whole point was Just to, to virtue him, signal the fact started. that you covered your face, right. that you're agreeing with the policy. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget going through the airport, and um, and the. I did not. I had a. I had one of those gator things, you know, that you just pull up over your face. Uh-huh. Well, at that time, Atlanta Airport, that wasn't good enough for them, so they gave me this literally cotton cloth white mask that I had to put over because it was no no different than what I already had. But that was the official thing that they could use. It's like, oh please, so, uh, please excuse me, you know, just acceptability. Just right. Oh, here we get a call. Yeah, let's go for it. All right. Good morning, caller. You are on WLVL with Dr. Ken Curbs. What is your uh, question or comment? Are they there? Hello? Hello? They were there, and they now were, they're they gone. So if you were there, please call back. Yeah, just give us a call yeah. back. 433-1433. Oh, boy. It's, it's, you know, I mean, I don't know. I've always been... I've always considered myself a very logical person. I, I tend not – I try not to react quickly to things. I like to sit back and observe for a while before I formulate an opinion. And because of my observations over the last 20 years of watching them year after year trying to pull the, the yearly pandemic, you know, we go back to bird flu, swine flu, uh, SARS-1, um, West Nile virus, um, Ebola, um, Legionnaire's disease, all these things that they tried to escalate within the media to these horrible things, you know. And I mean, remember when Ebola came out? Oh, my God. The world was coming to an end. And there was literally one documented case in Texas where a man who came here from Africa with the Ebola and he died. Right. One. One. Okay. And we literally went crazy for months on that whole deal. All right, here's our caller. Okay, great. Let's go. Good morning, caller. You are on the air with Dr. Ken Kurz. What is your question or comment? Well, my question is, uh, oh, three years ago or so, I heard about a great Barrington Declaration. And uh, I think there are three doctors uh, that kind of structured that with people from all around the globe, if I'm not mistaken. I'd like to know more about that. Uh, And I think uh, tomorrow in Buffalo there might be something about that issue uh, at a gathering. Uh, I can I can mention more about that uh, after your response. Yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. Can you elaborate a little bit you're more? Fami- you're not familiar with the Great Barrington Declaration? No. Say what is it again? The what declaration? Great Barrington 
it was, it, I think, it, late 2019 or early 2020, three, three doctors, uh, I think Dr. Benatera and, and, and uh, I forget the names, uh, but I think they might be in Buffalo tomorrow. Okay. Great Barrington? It, it, it was about all the, the children and, and effects from these uh, masks and, and uh, 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 taking them out of school and, and the effects of what the government was trying to do. And they, I think they were banned. That's probably why you didn't hear about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am, I am not familiar with that at all. Yeah, so I am not. But you said they're... Oh, yeah. Well, I think, I think more and more people should look up the Great Barrington Declaration. Yeah. And it gives a nice explanation of their views. Yeah. And I think their views are coming uh, to spotlight nowadays after yeah. about two and a half years. Right. About the health effects uh, uh, or the, the outcome uh, uh, from, I'm, gonna, I'm calling it personally poor advice from the government. <laughs> insane, insane advice. <laughs> so anyways, I think at 500 Pearl Street tomorrow or a Sunday, 1 o'clock, I think there might, may be a gathering there. Uh-huh. In Buffalo. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just trying to pull it up. Okay, the Great Barrington Declaration. That's what you're talking about. Yes, right? I yes. think. I think you will find it most interesting. Yes, and I. I, I know you. Will. I when I right. when we get done here, I will definitely look that up more. And you said that there's something going on in Buffalo. Yeah, I believe that either all uh, the the uh, people who who may have started that because there are signatures from around the globe. Uh, when the pandemic started, about some of the procedures that, that may be recommended yeah. and uh, um, that, that made a lot of common sense that maybe would have prevented some of these um, oh, out, some of the outcomes from low grades in school. Yeah. Let me just yeah. Let me just read this a little bit because as I pull this up, it says you know it's like um, how did the Great Barrington Declaration come about and why was the declaration written? Okay, the declaration was written from a global public health and humanitarian perspective with special concerns yeah. about how the current COVID nineteen strategies are forcing our children the working class, and the poor to carry the heaviest burden. The response to the pandemic in many countries around the world focused on lockdowns, yes. contact tracing, and isolation imposes a normal enormous unnecessary health costs on people in the long run it will lead to higher covid and non-covid mortality than the focused protection plan we call for in the declaration so that's kind of why you know why that was written you know so it's interesting yeah i'm i again i you were the first i heard, even heard about this so um i'm not surprised yeah i heard about it and then it was it was kind of pushed aside probably by our government because uh uh, the way government handles our money, I don't think it can handle our health when it comes to situations like yeah, this. Yeah. I just, I'm not, I'm not, uh, and I work for the government. Well, the so problem is not. it's, it's not about our health. Okay. It's not about our health. Health. It's about our profitability. When you look at that, something like 70% of all, um, you know, um, what do you, what do you want to call it? The money given to support politicians and stuff when 70% of it comes from big pharma, you know, and the food industry, you know, you, you sit there and go like, wait a minute here. This is not about your health. This is about what our agenda is and what we're trying to push. So you're not going to get me to believe that it's really about our health. You know, we know we've had cures for cancer. We've had, we know there's things within, you know, within the, in the world that can prevent so many diseases and so much suffering in this world. And they're never going to do that because, you know, obviously it, it, would affect the the bottom line. 
is it. And, and, and then that reflects the wealth of our politicians. Yep. Yeah. Well, again, you know that you, I don't want to get into politics, but that's where you when you get, when you get the right. when you get the uh, you know the senator who, or the congressman who's been in there for the last thirty years and they're entrenched within the thing, and then they become president of the United States and all the other garbage that you deal with. You know they have they have literally sold their soul so long ago. You know that um, you know it just it you know you you as the yeah. average citizen have no control or no say. You think because you vote that you're making a decision. You know it's like ridiculous. Yeah, they boldly believe that they are correcting exactly everything that they put upon us. Right. And I think that's why we need to listen to um, uh, doctors like these three. Uh, and just for just for uh, uh, um, some comparison. Right. Right. That's how I see it. Right. And you and so, you said there is a specific event that you know of in Buffalo. Uh, could you say that one more time? You said there's a specific event this weekend in Buffalo? I believe there is. Uh, I think I heard it on another radio station. I don't know if you want me to mention it. Yeah, I, I don't, uh, you know. AM, I, AM radio. Yeah. And uh, I believe they mentioned about 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon at 500 Pearl Street. It's a banquet hall. Okay. 500 Pearl Street. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm going. My wife and, and I are going. And I've been following uh, or what private doctors are saying. And uh, making my comparisons, and yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy with the decision that I made. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm. Go- I'm just writing some things down here. Um. I'm sorry. All right. Well, listen. Thank you so much, caller. We have yeah, another call coming in. That. Appreciate your information. Okay. Thank you so much. I will look into that more. I, we'll I some- hope. I hope it opens some some uh, thought. Yep. Thank you very much. Thank right. you. Thank you. Very good. All right, boy, we're moving right along here. Good morning, caller. You are on the air, WLVL, with Dr. Ken Kerbs. What is your uh, comment or question, please? Good morning. Good morning. Um, yes, this uh, Sunday from 1 to 3, you have Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Paul Alexander, um, one of the head epidemiologists in the world. I think his name is Dr. Reich. Um, there's going to be quite a lineup, um, and it's from 1 to 3 at 500 Pearl Street. Uh, we are going, my husband and I, and they're going to get down to business, and it's going to be real interesting. I'm taking notes, so I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. You can go online and look it up, and hopefully there's still some seating left, so what, I just wanted to say What that. would you look up under lo- online? Uh, 500 Pearl Street, um, I believe is what my daughter looked up. Oh, okay. And then they should, I think it's um, Carol pa- one of Carol Paladino's. Um, buildings, and I, I don't know how you would get yeah. into that exactly, but yeah. um, she found it very quickly. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, uh, WBEN's website, because of, um, also David um, uh, Bellavia, yeah. uh, he, he'll be there, and he's the one that was reporting it, uh, so it might be on their website as well, I'm not sure. Right, right. Okay. But I just wanted to put that out there. Yep. Thank yeah. you very much. I appreciate that information. Um, it's certainly Thank something you, that catches right. my attention. So, All take right. Care. And we have yet another caller. Thank you so much, caller. We'll talk to you soon. Wow, boy, we are just have a flurry wow. of calls. Good morning, caller. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you are on WLVL with uh, Dr. Ken Kerbs. Yeah, at the beginning of the show, I, I called in later here. Was it mentioned about how that came out, what Dr. Fauci was assigned to prove that it COVID did not come out of Wuhan. What do you mean he was assigned? He was assigned by, by of course, it's all controversial. 
what the U.S. Senate was looking through that as far as one of their one of their committees there. Well, who do you think of finding? Probably the, the pharmaceutical company. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's it. Honest to God, it takes. I don't want to mean to get down on anybody. It takes a pretty ignorant person with absolutely no common sense to sit there and not see through the incredible amount of lies and contradictions that we've seen in the last three years. You know, and, and the fact that, that the, the denials of this thing are absolutely absurd. And because he's now being pressed harder and harder, you know, now you can start seeing a change in his tune, but he still goes back to the fact that it was the uh, wet market uh, animal transmission, you know, and all this stuff. And it's like, that's, that's just but, not but feasible. If he, if he was a legitimate, you know, researcher as far as for public interest, of course, you know, he, it would be his advantage to show that, well, they still said, that nothing was paid to the Wuhan lab to, to help develop it by U.S. companies. And we know that's not true. Right. <laughs> right. Well, just because they say it's not, they say it's it's true, so then, then it, you have to believe that. So, you know, just so you know that. <laughs> well, think how that would go back to him. Yeah. It, well, at, at his position at the, that division of was the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, right. he had $6 billion budget to take money to go through different directions where the research is going to be to develop certain right. studies. Listen, when you're a head of an organization like that, you know everything that's going on, especially something of that nature, you know, of that sensitive nature. You know exactly what's going on, you know. So. Plus, what's your caller, uh, uh, or the last caller calling about those, those men that were going to, the researchers? Right. They were really blackballed because, because all of them will say natural immunity – at that, you know, two years ago, no one wanted to hear about natural right. immunity. Right. I said it myself. I mean, it, you, it, I mean, it's basic. It's basic stuff. Is that a natural immunity is always going to be better? You know, and and that that natural immunity occurs when there is natural exposure. All right, and they they poo pooed that right from the very beginning, and it just it got well. A few months ago, China opened it up, and, and now I heard like yesterday the rates are going down in China as far as. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Now, now, why would that be? Because natural immunity is getting in there. It's yeah. working yeah. itself out. Like, like you know, I said from the beginning, if they would have just let this thing go, if they would have just let it happen, you know what? Yes, people would have died. Okay, there's no doubt about it. But, but it would have been a much quicker, it would have been a much faster progression. Okay. The fact that we isolated and separated and did this thing, you just delayed the entire thing. You know, it still did what it was going to do. It was always going to do what it was going to do. You cannot control the spread of things like that. You know, the fact that whether it was intentional or not intentional, I personally believe it was, um, orchestrated. Um, I, again, you can't predict how it's going to all play out when you do that, but obviously, um, it played out the way they chose it to play out. Well, I don't know oh. if it's true or not, but I just heard on, on on a national show that you know China has a lot of baby boomers, and twenty years from now, they're concerned how they're going to feed them all. Yeah. And it's possible they they or, or originated this virus to reduce their population. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah, and you know, and in China, it's been customary like people only have one child, you know, and that's why there's so many Chinese children available for adoption because well, they, you know they have no workers now, though. Right. Well, that's they, the problem. They're and, firing on them now. You know, when you when you get to the point too of now when you talk about overpopulation in the world, you know, there's there's two different factors. You know, you've got the side of you know you've got the people that are on the side of fence of like you know we're all going to die because of global warming, and then you got the other side of the fence that says well. Well, that's a lot of over-exaggerated garbage. Now you've got the things of, you know, we're being overpopulated. And it's like really when you look at the stats, the population is is stalling and going down. And that's going to create a real problem in the future because people aren't regenerating. Okay, we're not repopulating. And, you know, yeah, obviously if you're in New York City and Los Angeles and, you know, in these highly, highly concentrated you know, metropolitan areas, you know, certainly there's crowding and there's issues with that. But my God, go outside of those areas. And it's like, you know, go hang out in Wyoming sometime and see, you know, Cheyenne, which is the, I think the biggest city in Wyoming has got like 40,000 people as a population, the biggest city in the state, you know. What? Well, this, this global warming thing, that's all about cycles. Scientists said it's, yeah. the magnetic fields of the sun fluctuate as far as right. they're finding on other planets the other planets, they have increased atmosphere, right, right, temperature, and, and that's and that's just what they've seen. A slight increases in the sun's the magnetic field right. that changes the amount of uh, radiation that goes out right. from the sun. And but we know in 10, history, years, we 10, know years ago, we were under a mile of ice from right. a glacier. Right, exactly. There was no no one there that put global warming. Right, and that's what and that's what that's again. Again, you again depends on what side of the fence you're on. It, it amazes me that we have taken this to levels. And again, when we indoctrinate our young, ignorant children, and we, you know, we the what, what, like it's follow the money, just like yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. There's a lot of money to be made in this. What's his name? Uh, Musk. Yeah. Now, guess what? He's going to go into uh, uh, what do you call it? Those heat pumps now. Uh-huh. Well, you know, he he's got. He's pushing this this nonsense about getting rid of your gas furnace and all yeah. electric and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. It's it's amazing. It's I mean, amazing. follow the money. And even on TV, they're still trying to scare people with, well, well you've got to get your booster now because yeah. you can get COVID. You can get long-term COVID. And yeah. They can't say you're going to die now. I know, I know. Well, and, and they've come out. It doesn't stop transmission. You know, it doesn't, you know, it... it Everything that they said it was supposed to do, it did not do. And yet we still turn around and everybody goes, oh, but get your booster anyway because you'll be well, safe. Well, they keep saying, well, look how, look how it helped. You don't know. Maybe that would have – natural uh, immunity could have been what, why it, it reduced it. Right. It's, uh, right. What do you call it? How, how – Exactly. How, uh, and, it is. and again, it, to, in any disease, okay, just because you're exposed to somebody does not mean you're going to get it. Okay. So through this last three years, I was exposed time after time after time and I never got sick, you know, and I never got it. You know, well, maybe increased your immunity. Well, I I pride my immune system. I've focused on my immune system my entire career. You know, so there was never any fear in my mind about this whole thing. You know, because you understand that you know it's again every year we 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 prey on the weak, we prey on the ignorant. You know, and uh, you know people if it's if it comes over a news show or if it comes from some you know some quote credible source, people just buy right into it and then just you know just go crazy. When you got to look at the ulterior motive of what they're you know what the intention is behind it. You know, well, just like the whole thing about this was 
the mRNA. That, that's why they didn't want to do the, the cheap drugs. Yeah. So well, cheap just drugs worked. You, you couldn't get your, your emergency uh, vaccine uh, license to right. practice it. Right. And now, so just, just for an example here, you know, again, myself being in, in healthcare, in the last, in the last two weeks, I have had two new patients, and I've never seen this in my entire career. I've had two new patients that have, um, that have come in with post COVID vaccine, um, what I call injuries. One of them has acute Hashimoto's uh, thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune disease attacking the, the uh, creating a hyperthyroid situation. And the other one has Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is a really, really devastating neurological problem, you know, and yet, you know, as when I, whenever I get a new patient, I always ask their vaccine status, not because of, I, I could care less whether they're vaccinated or not, but I want to know, first of all, did you have it? And if you did, you know, what resulted from it. And the one that has Guillain-Barre had a very serious um, reaction to the vaccine for the first month, from, from literally within moments after getting it. And to the COVID vaccine. To the COVID vaccine. And took her uh, over a month to kind of just recover from that. And from there, her health went downhill. She is currently, you know, needs assistant walking. She's incontinent. She's just got all kinds of issues you know well, it's, but that's why they should have done a seven-year study like they're yeah, supposed to do yeah. before they release it. yeah but that wasn't that wasn't good enough for them they had to they push push pushed you know we scare people enough and so we just push it and uh you know you just don't you know i wonder if we'll ever really see the cc the from the bears list yeah. What these vaccines, what side effects they really have. Yeah. Well, that information is available from VARES. That is inform- available. But they say only, they, they, now VARES typically says only about a, a, a one, you know, less than 10% of re- reactions are even reported. And when you look at, since this has happened, there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of reactions that have been reported as a result of that. So, yeah. I don't know what the answer is, but you know, I wish I wish there was more honest transparency, and you're just never going to see it, you know, because you know, unfortunately, the pharmaceutical industry um, and the and the government, you know, they control the media, and um, the media. Well, again, and, and is, they're, they're wondering why uh, people are hesitant to take other vaccines. Right, of course, of course, <laughs> of course. Hey, if they did it with one, they could do it with others. I have a lot of questions about that. That's for another hey, thank time. You, you're welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, good call. Yeah, people are starting to pay attention. People need to start paying attention, and they they need to start thinking for themselves. You know, they need to start questioning. You know, heaven forbid. I mean, in the healthcare industry, you know, everybody's like, you know, I am, you know, as the as the healthcare provider, I am the Almighty, and you subservient people don't need to ask questions to me. It frustrates me. I encourage people, challenge me, ask me questions. You know, if you have some concerns, they're your concerns. You know, and what happens in the, in the, in the, our conventional healthcare system, it's like, oh, you need to stay off the internet and start, you know, stop educating yourself. Well, you know what? Just about all the information is on the internet right now. You know. Right. Well, isn't the whole basis of science to question? Yeah. Question. No because, you know, if we didn't question science, we would probably still be doing bloodletting right now. Right. Listen, I mean, when, when Coca-Cola was first put out there, there was actually cocaine in it. Yeah, you know, and it that's great. That, it was great. 
for know, about a year. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> People loved it. They all became addicted to it. Wow, that was good. You know, cigarettes, the best thing ever. Yeah, more, you know, more doctors smoke Winston's. Right. DDT, the yep. best thing ever. Okay, let's wake up, you know. Um, it just, again, we, 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 let, we let history keep repeating itself over and over and over again. And we just take it, you know. Amazing. It, it truly is. Yeah. It truly is. <laughs> uh, well. All right. But I guess rant over. But uh, still. <laughs> I know. It just, it, it amazes me that we get to this point. It's frustrating. Um, you know, a lot of the people that were shooting their mouths off, you know, pro this, pro that, you know, go get your vaccine, go wear your mask. All of a sudden you're starting to see a lot more silence on that end of the situation. When you see these reports coming out saying it was literally insignificant, it had virtually no effect. Mask wearing had no effect on the outcome of this thing. And yet you still see people out there. I still see them today, every day. In their cars, in the grocery stores. I went to the Buffalo Home Show last weekend. I went to the Botanical Gardens for the Orchid Show last weekend. And boom, these people walking around, you know, fully masked and, and, and literally, you know, diverting away from you when you walk yes. near them, you know. It's like, my God, people, what are you? Self-righteous bubble. You, you, you know, if, if that's the way you're going to be, just stay home. Yeah. Don't go out in public. If you're that afraid, just right. stay home. Uh, it still kills me. People driving around in cars all by themselves. Yeah. Yep. They, what are you going to do? Catch it from yourself? Yep, <laughs> they do. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> uh, unbelievable. Yeah. But at any rate, on a more happy notes, um, we want to wish you a a, a good trip. We're going to miss you Thank in you. two weeks. For yes. those who are just joining us late in the show, uh, Doctor Ken will not be here in two weeks as right. he is going to attend his daughter's graduation. Right. She will, as of Friday the twenty fourth, will be Doctor Hannah E. Curbs, you know, DC. And she is she has actually taken a position in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, she'll be moving to Providence, Rhode Island in May um, to start a new position there. So we're very excited about that. And also, heads up, because right now it's 11 o'clock and Michaela Curbs is on the field to compete in the NCAA Women's Track Championships in the long jump. So She's number nine currently in the nation, and we're hoping she's going to make it yeah. to number one. A little prayer and a little positive energy out there for Michaela. That's so, right. Listen, you. doctor, thank you so much for joining us today. Ladies and gentlemen, if you missed any part of this program, go to WLVL.com, hit the podcast button, and all of these programs are available to re-listen and re-educate and, uh, and just have some fun with us. All right, doctor, you got about 30 seconds. Um, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate everything. I appreciate so much the listeners out there. And what amazes me is, you know, so many times people are uh, agreeing, but I'd like to see people who disagree also. I'd like to get that side of the fence sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't it. get a whole lot of that here. So right. appreciate it. So, All right. Listen, have a great day, doctor. Yep. Thank you again Bye. so much. Take care.